In the early days of video games, players interacted with a tightly scripted environment. Nowadays, players are interacting with each other in a loosely scripted environment. Their interactions write the script in real time as they play. Wait a minute, doesn't that mean there's really no script? I don't know. But in this episode, number 2208, Bill and Sean Johnston, the CG bros, will be doing a deep dive into that kind of thing when they answer the commonly asked question, where are video games headed in the future? On the CG bros, CG Insider podcast. Welcome back to the CG Insider Podcast, and thank you so much for joining us. If you're joining us for the first time, it's really great to see you. In today's episode, we're going to be answering a question submitted by Dylan J. from Piedmont, Quebec at our Ask Us Anything page at thecgbros.com. Dylan asks, where are video games headed in the future? By the end of our discussion today, you will not only have heard our take about where we think the video game industry is heading in the future, but hopefully some exciting new information and ideas you may not have uh, even thought about before. Be sure also to stay until the end of the podcast where we'll be jumping into the mailbag and sharing some really great comments from fans around the world. I'm Bill Johnston, one of your hosts for this edition of the CG Insider Podcast. And I'm Sean Johnston, the other. And together we're known worldwide and far as the CG Bros. This is a super interesting question, Sean. Uh, let's jump, go ahead and jump right in. Uh, we kind of touched on some of this last week, and so if we repeat something, please forgive us. But um, yeah, let's go ahead and jump in. Well, yes, and the first of all, uh, and it, it, some of the things I've been thinking about, uh, in order to stay entertained, obviously during this pandemic, I know the trend is, 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 uh, in gaming is only accelerated. It's actually, uh, to reiterate, uh, before, gaming is now the, is, is a bigger industry than movies and sports combined. Um, the revenue for gaming in, it, it grew actually 12% in 2020 up to $139.9 billion from uh, $121 billion in 2019. So it's, it's, it's exploding and, and continuing to increase its demographics. So more and more people, I think uh, at one point they said that uh, I read where four out of five of every person, uh, every, every person in the United States had played a video game within the previous six months. Uh, and that was in 2020. So that's that's huge. Uh, go ahead. I was gonna, I was going to say that's that that is really interesting, and I find that that is one of the most interesting changes that's taking place. I think in the video game industry as a whole, is that expanding demographics that you're talking about. Um, you know, it, it, and it expands the, the the makeup of the gamers themselves. You know, goes across different uh, uh, you know. Uh, interests you know and and different you know people it was just interesting to me is the old what i'm trying to say is the old old people are getting into gaming and really young people are getting into gaming i mean it, it, all people are getting into gaming it's really interesting and it's not it's not just the young people anymore i've you know i've watched some uh, you know older guys who just love to play halo you know in their retirement they're they're home playing halo with each other so i mean we think you know these guys are sitting in their retirement homes doing nothing no they're playing video games yes and as they age they're probably going to be still stuck or stuck <laughs> they're going to be uh uh, enjoying themselves playing video games, uh, you could be you could view it as being stuck. But um, they're as they age, they're going to continue to play, and then, or I should say, hooked. Right? They're hooked. Um, so they're as they age, they're growing. They're playing video games, and as the younger people come in, they're playing video games. So that whole thing is that the market is expanding over, uh, you know, geez, geometrically, uh, exponentially. So. Yes, and the interesting thing is, I, I was telling you about the old, old some some old folks I know that play Halo, and are and they're they're dedicated players. Uh, I was I went out to a dinner the other night. I don't, I, I don't know if I told you, but uh, I went out to dinner, and uh, we're waiting outside the restaurant to go in, and uh, this 
lovely couple is wheeling their son down the down the sidewalk, and the son has got to be oh gosh, two and a half maybe, two and a half years old, wow. uh, playing uh, games on a phone. That's and so <laughs> you talk about getting them early. I mean, they're we're, we're programming them from an early age with these smartphones. I mean, in these devices, uh, you know, they're they're all becoming gamified. So yeah, I, I don't doubt that. Everything's becoming, you know, a game really if you think about it. But yes, and the, they're built-in babysitters, right? Yeah, and and exactly, exactly, and that's kind of what what, what struck me about it is, you know, that kid is glued to the screen. It, it's, what kind of world is he going to grow up in? You know, with with that as his primary focus. Uh, well, you know, hopefully that's not going to be the case. But <laughs> you give him a book, and they're sitting there trying to um, do gestures on the pages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, swipe it, swipe, swipe it. Oh, gosh. You know, you were talking about how much money was being made. How much was that? How many billion? Uh, that particular number is, well, 2020 was $139.9 I've seen it as high as $180 billion as well. So it's, it's, it probably just depends on where you go to. But a lot of that uh, money um, is going into... Um, uh, Kind of it dovetails a bit into last week's podcast or video games and movie making merging, but it's basically going into the development of more innovative tools to build even more sophisticated uh, games and and mechanics and 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 graphics and visuals, uh, you know. And the cool thing is 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 that all those all those technologies and stuff are kind of cross pollinating with other industry uh, other industries as well. So well, maybe that one eighty billion was twenty twenty one because that was uh, the ones I was saying was twenty 2020 twenty and twenty nineteen. Okay, okay. Another thing that's interesting is all the consolidation as of 2022, which is which is happening. The the game companies, uh, you know, 2K Games uh, buying Zynga for 11 billion um, because they want to get in the mobile and mobile games and uh, more in social media space. And then of course, Microsoft buys uh, Activision Blizzard for 68.7 billion. And then of course, in response to that, Sony buys Bungie for 3.6 billion. So you have all these companies consolidating why because that is where um they want the content they want the games it's it's all about the games so uh that's one of the reasons why they're they're buying and consolidating all those uh all those companies um in fact microsoft um was talking about the future uh, of games looks more like hollywood uh, hollywood studio trying to build a roster of well-known franchises um so it's it's about uh, assembling a collection of famous games that can be played on all sorts of devices and the people um, who who know how to make them. Uh, and then, of course, Activision uh, with its famous titles like Call of Duty, Candy Crush. Uh, so that's that's about 5,000 game developers. So that's, that's a yes, lot. Yes, I think, I think that, act, that acquisition uh, brought them, it made them the third largest game company in the world, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Gosh, I mean, of, that's, that's got to be uh, one of the biggest acquisitions of all time, right? I mean, that's... Oh, it's, it's, it's up there. I mean, so you've got Sony and then you've got Tencent, at least in the gaming. gaming right, or the uh, entertainment. Yeah, I don't know how, many, know, how much studios are paying um, for well, their small studios. I was going to say, all, this, all these game, gaming companies, they're making more money than, than Hollywood is as, yeah. a, as, a, as, a, as a, a sector. And, you know, all the mergers and the technical innovations um, and the expi- expanding market demographics we just talked about... Um, you know, it's and you know the other cool thing uh, is is the interest spectrum. With all these gaming companies and gaming products coming out, there's a wider variety of games that people can can choose from. I mean, because not everybody, you know, that's the problem with Hollywood. I think is because a lot of stuff is vanilla. You know, everything. You know, gaming is still you can still have a a, a popular game uh, that goes to a certain uh, segment of your population. I think you know. Um, 
you know, they're not all the same. You know, it's 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 it, there's a whole spectrum of, it, of of games that you can play that, that appeal to all sorts of different interests, which goes to, you know, appealing to the younger players who we're talking about and the older players as well. You know, because their their interests aren't all the same. Yes, and there's a there's also a risk factor. Uh, there's because the film industry, you need to get investors to to back that back that uh, indie idea you have, and a lot of them just don't want to do it. They just it's just there's too it's too risky. Um, it, just rinse and repeat is usually what you're getting in, in Hollywood now. Uh, well, that's that probably goes to why the the growth of gaming industry is is really you know taking the attention of of firms like Microsoft and Facebook and and which is Meta now. Um, uh, Apple and Google, you know, they're they're all getting into the gaming business. They're all starting to, to they see the 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 strength of, of gaming as a whole uh, because they see that the technologies are are so so strong. Um, yes, and the fact that um, you know films uh, because of the fact that that's more of a passive thing. Oh, let's let's watch let's let's watch some some shows. Now it's to the point where people are saying, well, you know, I don't know if I want to sit there and watch. I want to I want to be more social. So they want to get into. Uh, you know, get online with their with their uh, friends, put their headsets on, and play games and, and be entertained socially. Yes, yeah, so we've talked about this in the past, where where you know it's it's a thing just to watch other people play games. You know, you, you maybe you suck at a game, and you know I suck at a lot of games. So you know, I, I'll sit around with a couple of buddies, and we'll pop a beer, and we'll we'll watch some gameplay of somebody who really knows, you know, who really you know busts the game, and we. We uh, we have a good time at it, and that's a, that's a real popular thing. We we touched on this last time as well, but you know it's not to be understated. I think I think gaming, you know, when we say gaming, uh, I think that it comes from with vicarious gamers as as well who watch other people game. I think that they, they enjoy it. I I do. Yes, big time, when, when, big when time. I remember. Really good, yeah. Sorry, I, I remember first when I I saw people watching when Twitch was just in its infancy. I remember watching people play, and it's. We're hearing about it, and I'm like, how can people watch people play video games? It's just so weird. Um, how can it be even enjoyable? And then I started watching some some of the really good Twitch players early on, who became huge, like Ninja and some of the other people. Um, Doctor Disrespect. It, those those are the people that that are super entertaining to watch, and I, I actually liked it more than I thought I was going to. So I, I totally get the whole watching, and I think we may have mentioned it before. It's a lot of people don't they're they're not necessarily always super competitive so they don't want to jump into a game and say oh i'm just going to get slaughtered by all these people who have been playing the, you know for long periods of time and so they're experts and i think you know we talked about the matchmaking aspect of games and trying to get people in uh, and not um you know have them rage quit because they they're not good at the game yet and i think that by watching people you can learn a lot of the the things to do and the things not or the things to do and not do and so it kind of helps you give a little bit of courage to jump in and get your feet wet and then jump in and play. Yes. And the, the, that's, those are all great points, Sean. And, and I've experienced all those, all those things. I've, I've been tempted to quit many times and, and I have actually on, on a couple of games just because, you know, I, they just kill the crap out of me. I just, there's no way I can survive. So I just, I get out, but I've never lost uh, a mouse doing a, playing a game ever. Just, just uh, a couple. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, we talked about some of these, these, uh, large tech companies getting into the business of gaming and, and, you know, kind of, kind of where, where some of this stuff is headed or, well, you know, what they really want is, I think that at least from, from what I can see is, is they, these companies want to allow players to stream their video games, just like we're streaming all of our other services. We, you know, Netflix and all these other services, they don't, 
they don't, they don't want to. They don't want you to have to have a computer, or a video game console to play the games, and that's really kind of where things are are starting to head. And and a lot of the projects that are going on now are actually looking pretty promising. I mean, and just think of all the wasted time of an effort it takes when you when you have to buy a physical video game. You know, right now they're starting. You know, you can usually download them to your 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 Xbox, your PS5. Whatever, but you know when you have to manufacture the things and you know the hard, the, the physical copies and, and you have to you know package them and uh, produce you know store them and ship them and, and 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 get them out to you know the customer that that's all lost revenue and, and wasted wasted effort and 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 uh, you know time and money. I, I just think it's so. I mean the way it's headed now. I mean if you could just sign it, you know, go get a subscription, you know, pay for a monthly uh, subscription fee and, and play all the games you want. That's really where I think we're headed. Yes, and I know you're referring to cloud gaming too, uh, probably because that's all related to the download of your game and playing it that way. But there's also, you won't have to buy necessarily some the high-end uh, hardware. I know that's going to be the future of it where you're you're actually, the cloud servers or, or, or computers you're going to be playing are super powerful uh, with big-time CPUs, GPUs, and you're streaming the video game across the internet. So you're actually not having to you know have your own console that's that's so powerful uh, and having to keep up all the time. So I think I think the, the local hardware is going to be less and less relevant uh, as as the the internet uh, starts in different areas, start having fiber optics, and then of course Starlink maybe up uh, in the in the sky from uh, Elon Musk's um, uh, internet there. But it, it's interesting because I know Sony, Microsoft, as well as NVIDIA is also trying to get into uh, that, that space uh, of, of streaming your actual game. Um, but, but then again, the, the other side of that is if you have a really bad connection uh, or bad Wi-Fi, it's going to be really difficult because it has to send up all that information to, to the servers as well. So there's a lot of, it has to keep track of your, you know, if you're doing a first person shooter, all your bullets all your characters that you're, you're shooting against, your AI, everything has to be calculated offline. So it's not really doing something on your local machine as much. It's just streaming it to you. So all that has to go up the pipe and come back down. So, you know, Google, um, they, they released a gaming service uh, called Stadia in 2019, Amazon. They're also offering cloud gaming and uh, called Luna. And then even Netflix, I think, which you mentioned maybe, uh, is also uh, doing, doing that as well. And I think even Apple uh, is going to be starting to get into that space. So why don't we go ahead and, uh, since we're talking about uh, the future of gaming, move, kind of move, move on to, into that area. You know, I, I was reading a, I, I can't remember where it was, but uh, I, a quote by a legendary game designer, uh, Hideo Kojima. He says that uh, games and novels and mm-hmm. films will, quote, merge into one type of entertainment. Quote, in life, people are very busy doing lots of things, he explains. The time you have to choose what media or entertainment you experience is dwindling, he says. Quote, more and more people are looking at types of media that combine elements together. If we just make a game, people are less likely to choose that as something to do. They'd rather engage in something that combines different forms of entertainment together. That's where we need to focus our efforts on this convergence, unquote. Hmm. So, so he's planning on a future where movies are playable and, and games give players the choice to access movies or extended movie-like content inside of those games. So it's kind of like a hybrid, like we were discussing kind of last week. And so uh, that, that was pretty interesting to me, I thought. And, and he's, a, he's a pioneer in the industry. He's, a, he's like the godfather in the gaming industry. Yes, and then there's also <laughs> uh, virtual reality uh, in the future of gaming. 
So a lot of that, that is, that is going on. You have your, your, your headsets. Um, unfortunately, uh, I think it's still in the niche, niche, uh, stages, uh, because the most VR headsets are, are pretty, uh, you have to wear them tightly around your, your head and face and they're not super comfortable. And if you sit there and play for like 30 minutes or something, you're going to get tired. Uh, and also, uh, you know, most gamers today want to be in a comfy chair, right? In a couch and play for hours and hours, not standing and punching and et cetera like that. So <laughs> that's, that's crazy, right? No, I need to be jumping over boulders and hiding behind cover. Give me those, give me those VR rooms with, you know, no, some action. Yes. And I also think there's also a downside to the VR is, is a lot of times, uh, it's, it's, it's very solitary in, in your experience. There's not a lot of, uh, at least now, not a ton of social games that use it. But that, that, that in my, my um, estimation will probably change because the fact is that you, if, if you're sitting there playing and you've, let's say you get somebody else in the house, it's kind of weird. You're just sitting there with their headset on and you, 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 it's very antisocial. You're just jumping in there. Um, it's you know, almost cutting yourself off from any social environment. And I think as, as the games um, mature, there's going to be a lot more of the social aspect to the VR games. I think that'll actually help it, um, you know, in addition to the fact that it's, you know, maybe people overlook, oh, and the technology, if they can actually kind of make it so it's less, less weighty in your face, uh, I think it's going to be a much better experience. Oh, absolutely. I, and and I, think, I think those innovations will come, you know, whether they have displays on contact lenses in your eye or whatever the display device, it'll be a lot less weighty and, and stuff. And you were talking about, you know, your point about how, you know, it's going to become less uh, antisocial. Uh, I don't know, Sean. I, I think I think with the advances of AI and, and deep learning and a lot of the a lot of these uh, you know, in all areas, actually, of gaming uh, and particularly in. Well, I just think it's going to create a more immersive experience, a more realistic experience. And, and, and people will believe that these a, that these characters in the games are more real than they actually are. And I, I mean, who's to say what's real and what's not real, honestly. But well, I, I think I think that's kind of. I, I think you may be right, but I don't know if it's going to be that that soon because basically the two components of, of AI today are just pathfinding and, and finite state machines. So basically pathfinding is how to get from a, a point A to point B. And then uh, finite state machines is, is where an NPC can be in different states and move between those A and B points. So a lot of it's just smoke and mirrors. A lot of the AI that you're seeing, it's just a sophisticated way of where the, the AI knows where you are and it's trying to stay dumb and try and, and, and be um, unpredictable if you can, but it's usually on, um, uh, it, it's, it's still dumb in a lot of ways. It's not something that, I'm not saying that I disagree with you in the fact of like the deep learning that they're going to start using for creating the, the uh, procedural worlds, uh, helping designers understand um you know where where the player is having uh choke points or having fun and not having fun because the thing with ai is there's no intelligence behind it there's no imagination behind it it's that's what makes a, a human being different than than ai that you have to program i'm not saying that you can't get close and i know a lot of games will use ai to and they'll mask the ai and what it's doing by calling um for example fear one of the games fear i used to play they they would uh have uh, the AI, you know, scream out, uh, announce uh, as a group of individuals, AI NPCs fighting you, what they were doing next. If if you were killing them at a, at a high rate, then they would say what they're going to do as as if it's um, you know they're they're intelligent. You're kicking kicking ass and killing all their 
their guys, like their big boss guys, and all of a sudden they're down to two or three, and then they then they announce what they're going to do to respond to you. So there's ways of hiding it, but I don't know. It's a lot of computations that you'd have to do. Uh, I'm not saying that that it's not going to happen. I'm just saying I think it's a ways away. Oh, I don't disagree with you necessarily, but I, I and I know we're not there yet, and I think you're right. There, there is it's in its rudimentary stage right now. I think the 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 advances of, of AI and the deep learning is going to primarily be in the areas of animation and and, and physics-based simulations and, and environmental simulations, uh, uh, stuff like that. And in the effects areas, um, it's going to it's going to basically more easily integrate those areas together more naturally. I think. Oh, I agree. Uh, as yeah. the game, but I think but I think moving forward, I I think. Uh, you know, and it may be farther off than I, I think, but I think you're right. Everything's become procedural. I think with some of the things that we're we're uh, uh, talking about, I, I think with with Quixel uh, uh, mega scans and all the stuff that Unreal is doing and and building these these virtual worlds and these these characters environments with AI and deep learning, I think by it's not that far, you know. Shauna, who's to say what's... I mean, five years is to say what's going to happen I've been wrong before. Uh, <laughs> well, no, no. But but I, I think basically uh, you're going to... It's going to be right, like right now. I can you, can you can type in, Sean, you can go down to the internet and you can type in, uh, get some of these uh, collab, uh, some of these AI programs out there on the internet and you can create artwork and you can create CG movies just by typing in word, keywords and phrases. And the AI kind of does the rest. It, you know, still kind of new and funky right now, but... You know, it, 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 with all all of all of its capabilities, it's going to create environments. It's in, in the settings, and uh, you you just type in, you know, what characters do you want? What, what setting do you want? What what's the plot? Right. You know, uh, and it's going to deliver all that stuff with game mechanics in the style that you want in the fly, in real time. That's what I that's what I believe is coming. Well, definitely, and then along with that procedural content, uh, you know, they'll generate game levels. A lot of times, the AI will be used for. Uh, to try and, and accurately replicate patterns and, and tell, for memory example, we had actually explained this before called um, generative ad- adversarial networks or GANs, mm-hmm. uh, that machine learning that uses a pair of AIs and, and mounds of data to try and accurately replicate patterns until the fakes are indistinguishable from, from the original. And that was based on doing deep fakes and, and pictures of faces. But that's also going to be happening to help people in, in uh, design the games and make them uh, find bugs, for example, uh, those, things like that. So iterating and iterating and iterating so you can find the, the problems with your game. I think that's going to also be help, helpful as well. Yes, and Elon Musk is using that same technology to teach the, uh, the driverless cars uh, software how to drive. It's, it, does simu- it simulates in the game. Tens and of, of hundreds of thousands of times, uh, and it, it, that's how it's learning. Yes. Uh, so another trend probably is is uh, mobile gaming. I know that's expanding. Uh, those those. What's interesting about mobile gaming is is as the as the chips are getting more and more sophisticated too. You have developing for for mobile, which I didn't really know, is even the top three hundred mobile games companies. If you even break into that top three hundred, you can make almost a million dollars a day. I didn't even realize that. So I didn't think you're allowed to drive uh, to play games while you're driving your car. Oh, you're well. <laughs> it depends. Uh, depends, right? Which mobile games? Sorry, <laughs> sorry about that. Well, you know, some great changes are taking place in the video game industry, and it really is expanding the demographics, as we've talked about. And 
you know, it's creating a, a demand for even more immersive content and, and easier ways to access the games. And, and, and the, you know, the future of the video game industry is really looking bright. So, you know, if you're a game developer or you've got aspirations uh, to get into video games, now is, is a great time because uh, this industry is producing a huge amount of content and they're funding an incredible amount of R&D. So uh, game titles that, that they're producing are, are, are really starting to define uh, the emerging uh, trends of the entertainment industry today. Yes, and we didn't talk about AR as well, augmented reality. A lot of those, if you see Pokemon Go, that's, that's going to be huge in the future. I think that's actually surpassing any of the VR stuff. Uh, I think it's, it's easier for people to develop for. Uh, people want to uh, not necessarily uh, have everything as a digital universe. They, a lot of times people want reality mixed with virtual reality. So you have the augmented reality together with that. And I think that's obviously why there's, you know, what I think Pokemon Go, Go has made multiple billions of dollars since it came, came out in 2016. So that's, that's huge. And then, of course, last but not least, uh, the metaverse. Uh, they will, it's going to become more like uh, Ready Player One, right? It's, uh, right. <laughs> so I think a lot of the 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 virtual reality with within sp- cyberspace and the social aspect of being with all your friends. Let's, for example, watching uh, Ariana Grande concerts like Fortnite. They have those kind of hosted events. I think those are the the future as well, uh, where where gaming is going. It's going to be a lot of that stuff. This whole metaverse where you have the the, the parallel parallel. And um, live out their second lives, ideally, right? Well, and if it's close enough to your real life, you know, you might be able, you might become a rock star. You might be a singer in your alternate universe. You know, yeah, it's, it's, I guess it's alternate universe, metaverse, alternate universe. There's so many things we haven't even thought of that 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 were there. People are going to see and they're going to say, "Oh, wow, this this," like you're saying, some of the AI stuff. They're going to say this. They're going to see this and go, "Oh, I could use it in this aspect of something," right? And, and something that maybe not uh, the original paper wasn't wasn't even focused on people people are going to use it and build on it yes and that is part of the law of unintended consequences ah. don't know what you don't know and and it always happens right. it always happens anyway uh it looks like we need to jump into the mailbag it's about that time um why don't i start it off this week uh this is from Lianne rodriguez Lianne writes to us the cg bros seems like a wonderful and well-maintained website and youtube channel with tons of outreach and i can tell there's passionate people behind it well she's uh, right about that sean uh, we that's that's the reason we got into this is because we are both passionate artists uh, passionate about cg passionate about uh, sh- sharing cg uh, great work in cg and, and promoting new media creators and uh, this is what we do we love it we love it uh it might be leanne rodriguez by the way bro <laughs> So anyway, uh, here's one from the CG Insider podcast 2205. What are your favorite video game cinematics of the past by Nick Last Name? He says, I have no experience in creating CGI content whatsoever, nor do I intend to. However, I always find learning about it to be super interesting. I've been playing video games since I was three years old. Wow. Uh, Back playing on the, the Nintendo Entertainment System or the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. So I... Certainly have a lot of experience in consuming CGI content, LOL. I also love animated movies, and I wish they were used more often. Uh, I always feel like the CG works better than live action with heavy CG use. For something, say, like superheroes, sci-fi, etc. Plus, it gives uh, way more options and control for things like character appearance. You can make a character look exactly the way you want. Then, uh, you know, the voice you think fits the character, for example. No reason to compromise by getting the right look but the wrong 
uh, personality voice and whatnot. Like I'd be much happier with Blizzard making a full feature CGI Warcraft film. I agree. That would be amazing as opposed to having kind of live action people mix with it. Then going the traditional route that they make, you know, for the Warcraft movie, for example, they make amazing looking CGI cinematics that would work perfectly already. And two, there's no continuity break of, oh, that part stands out as CG or green screen compared to the live actors and props and sets. Anyways, love this channel and the podcast. Hey, Nick, thanks a lot. Uh, hopefully I didn't butcher too much of what you said because uh, I actually added my own comments in there too. But I agree with a lot of what you said. I agree. Thanks, Nick. Well, thank you for being with us uh, for the main part of our podcast today. And we do them just for you. And we answered uh, the question, where are video games headed in the future? And we hope that you enjoyed our conversation and learned something new along the way. And if you did, do us a big favor, share it around, as well as hit the like button. I could say smash the like button, but... I'll just say hit the like button. It greatly helps our channel by signaling to YouTube uh, that there are other great uh, people out there who like to see this kind of material that we're putting out. So uh, that really helps us a lot. We do this live at at one shot a piece, no editing afterwards. So we're always looking to improve uh, the podcast and we'd like to know what you think. So please do us a quick favor and leave us a comment and let us know. Good, bad, and the ugly. Uh, We're always into whatever you guys have to say. And uh, Also, if you've got a subject that you'd like us to cover in the podcast, just let us know. You can do that by jumping onto their website at thecgbros.com and clicking the About Us tab and then on the Ask Us Anything uh, drop-down, just like Dylan did. It's that simple. So we bring you a new edition of the CG Insider every week. Uh, We discuss different topics that have anything to do with CGI, animation, and digital VFX, as well as a host of other interesting and related subjects that come to our attention from time to time. And if you haven't already done so, check out our YouTube channel, where you can watch some of the best and truly entertaining, many award-winning, by the way, CGI shorts from covering, and we cover many different genres and, uh, and creative styles on the channel, so created by some of the most talented new media producers uh, in the world. We're both looking forward to seeing you back here for the podcast next week, where we'll be answering uh, another listener's question. Uh, how is stop-motion animation created? That's fairly interesting, uh, and pe- a lot of people wouldn't think that that's CGI-related, but uh, we're, gonna, we're about to enter into that realm. All right, don't miss it. Well, that's it for today. We hope you've enjoyed these question. Where are video games headed in the future? Thanks for being with us. If you watched us on YouTube and you enjoyed the experience, please give us a thumbs up. Be sure to leave a comment, too because we might share it on a future podcast and mention you by name. Also, please share the video with your friends on social media. If you're not yet following us on our channel, please hit the subscribe button. Subscribing is free. And ring the bell so you'll be notified when we post our next podcast. If you're listening to us on our audio-only version, please leave a comment. Oh, and don't forget to tell all your friends that they too can enjoy the audio-only version on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible.com, and Stitcher. If you're listening to us on Spotify, you can share the podcast to Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr with the share link. That's the circle with the three dots in it. Learn more about us by going to our website, thecgbros.com. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. And be sure not to miss the next episode when the CG Bros will answer the question, how is stop-motion animation created? This has been episode 2208 of the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast. See you next time.